Good morning. Thank you all for having me today. Um, this is my first time doing this, thanks to Pastor Meeks. You know, he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. So I hope that the Lord will use me this morning and that I just say things that are according to his will and that everyone takes a little bit of something from the message that I have today. Um, and I'll be giving you all the please go to the next slide finger points. Um, but before I get started, I would just like to pray. Um, dear Lord Jesus, today I ask that you just guide me according to your will, according to your word, and I pray that you just immerse yourself in this place and cover us and allow that your will be done. Um, I pray over the word today, and I pray over my message, and I pray that you just use me according to how you want to use me. It's all given to you, God. So in your lovely name, Jesus, amen. Okay, so today I'll be giving the Youth Explosion Talk. You can go to the next slide. And just to give a little background, because I had to do my, my reading before I got to chapter four, um, just to give you an overview that Timothy is going to Ephesus. And uh, Paul is writing him this letter because he's his mentor, his colleague, his friend, and he's sending Timothy uh, to confront leaders who were spreading misinformation about Jesus. Uh, so Paul sent him this letter on how he can complete the task that he is assigned. Um, this letter has an opening and a closing commission, and it's all about how he should uh, confront this bad theology. So this opening commission is Ephesus has developed these weird teachings uh, with a lot of misconceptions about the teachings of Jesus. Um, he clarifies that the teaching that is faithful to Jesus results in love and in genuine faith. And it will also show that Jesus came to save the worst of the sinners through patience and mercy. Um, and the middle of the book is giving practical instructions on what to do in the Ephesian church. And so it focuses on problems that are associated with this church specifically, like the corrupt leaders, the people who are following these corrupt leaders, and also the misconceptions about different foods and marriage. It's just kind of crazy. Um, and then the closing commission really focuses on encouraging Christian Ephesians to become rich in good works and also generosity. Um, this is a really important book because it really shows us how we should understand the holistic vision of the church and that what the church believes will directly shape the people who live in the church and the way the church behaves in the community. Um, and we as a church should, know, should be known for our integrity and our good works. Um, so just to recap, you can go to the next slide. Uh, this is the NIV version, which we already read earlier. So be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and your doctrine closely and preserve in them. Because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. You go to the next slide. And this is the MSG version, which is cultivate these things, immerse yourself in them. The people will all see your mature right before their eyes. Keep a firm grasp on both your character and your teaching and don't be diverted. Keep at it, both you and those who hear you, and you will experience salvation. So we can start with uh, verse 15 and Again, so be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. And you can go to the next slide. 
And this is really focusing on these matters that they're referencing are some of the matters that we've talked about earlier in, in the beginning of Timothy, which was more, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Um, and don't, do not neglect your gift when given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. You can go to the next slide. Actually, like two, because I just skipped it. Okay. So, really, God is telling Timothy, like, I want you to publicly read scripture. I want you to preach and teach because this is your gift. So, Timothy was sent into a place so that he could be focused on serving Christ because he wanted it to be obvious to everyone. When you're going into a place that maybe people are not aligned with how you live your life or how you are devoted to Christ, you will stand out among the others. So when we were just talking about children going to school, like it's okay for you to be different. It's okay for you to stand out. It's okay for people to look at you and be like, ah, maybe I'm not aligned with you, but that's a good thing. That means that you are living in a doctrine that is noticeable and that you are living in a doctrine that can be taught to others. Um, so many people of Ephesus in this space claim that they were believers, which some of your friends or some of the people you around, some of your teachers, um, some of your mentors might also do the same. Um, but however, most of those people didn't live like they were aligned with Christianity. And so one way that Timothy did stand out is through his sound doctrine, but also through his true teachings of the Christian faith. So in contrast, this would show those false teachings and the sinful actions of those corrupt leaders in the church. And why is this important to y'all? You know, like what does this mean for y'all? And this and myself. And this is just a reminder of the special plans of the ministry that God has for us in the church specifically. Um, so God had a plan for Timothy to be, to be an example, just like he has for us to be an example. Um, Timothy was diligent in his teachings about the truth of Jesus, which was his gift. Um, this set him apart so that Ephesians could see the progress of his relationship with God. And one of the most beneficial things that I get from honestly coming to church is having a community. Because just like Pastor Meeks has saw something in me um, that I didn't see in myself, there's gifts that you can find here in this space that people can call upon you and you don't realize that you have it. Um, people in this space also see the grace of God, God's gifts, and all his callings to his promises. So this is a space where we want you to have um, a beautiful, successful life here on earth, but also an eternal life in heaven. Um, and so you can go to the next slide. Oh, you can go to the next slide. Okay, so this is my own personal example. I'm not going to give you my full testimony, but... God did something to me on Monday, like this week Monday, right before I was leaving uh, my internship that I was in Tennessee for five weeks. Um, I left my family. I was so sad. But when I was there, I had three goals. One was I needed to do research because I need to finish this PhD so I can get a job, just like my husband always says. He said, please get a job. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been in school for almost 30 years. He's like, all right, girl, come on, wrap it up. Um, <laughs> And I also needed to be there to study because I'm taking my qualifying exam, which is a very important exam in your PhD, to get you to the other side to say that all you have to do left is your research and then you can get up on out of here and become a doctor. Um, and then I also had personal goals. I wanted to continue to connect with my family. I wanted to reestablish what my relationship looked like with God. 
And so the one question that was always on my heart was like, I've had a personal relationship with God since I was about 12 or 13. But I always asked him, like, what is my gift? Like, I don't really know where I fit in the church. Um, and so where are you calling me to be? And how can I use my testimony in this space? And um, so on Monday, I moved into a new Airbnb because the four weeks that I was in one Airbnb, the person came home early, so I had to find somewhere else. But I was okay with it. So I'm like, I'm going to move into a new apartment. It's going to be closer to campus. I'm going to get my coffee. I'm going to walk around. So this Monday, I get my backpack on. I'm walking. I'm like, I'm going to go to this coffee shop closed. Go to another coffee shop closed. Go to another coffee shop closed. I walk like three miles, so I'm tired. I'm like, I don't even know if I want coffee anymore. <laughs> But then um, I just get in my car and I go to this place, uh, another coffee shop, and it was open. And I get all my goodies, my snacks, and I sit down and I start studying. And like about an hour and a half in, someone approached me and she said, excuse me, you smiled at me when I walked through the door and I'm having a very difficult day today. Um, and this has never happened to me. So she came to me and she said that God told her that I was the person that she was supposed to talk to that day. She just wanted a sandwich. She didn't want money. And so I'm like, okay, I could do this. I could do this, God, you know. I can get you a sandwich. And I'm like, let's just go to the front couch. She's like, oh, I don't want this sandwich. Because we were in like a little, it was giving gentrification. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we were in a place that she was like, I want the sandwich from up the street. Because she was from that area. So she's like, I know the deli up the street got the good breakfast sandwiches. I don't know what you were eating, but I don't want to eat this. So I'm like, okay, I'll walk with you. We'll go up. And this lady is telling me her story. Um, she just became clean from doing a lot of drugs. She was 60 years old. She said she just woke up one day, and she realized her whole life had passed her by. Um, she started doing drugs at five. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was just eye-opening. So as we were walking up the street, I just, I just let her tell me her story and let her get me to where we needed to go because I was a little sketched out. You know, I'm like, I'm walking the streets. I don't know. The neighborhood's a little sketch. I was in the, the gentrified area, but now I'm not. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, we walk up to the deli. I bought her her food. I bought her some snacks. I bought her some water. Um, she ended up finding a quarter on the ground. She was like, wow, this is the most money I've had in years. And I'm like, Okay. And as we walked next to someone, they hand her $10. And so at that moment, it was just so apparent that, like, God will provide when you don't think he'll come. God will be there even when you don't think he's there. And she started out with nothing, and then she automatically had $10.25. I'm like, that's beautiful. And you got two breakfast sandwiches. You got your snacks. You got your water. This is a good day, you know? So... As we waited for her food to come, we started still discussing her story some more. And she was talking, she was so grounded in her faith that she just really talked about like how Jesus had a home, but he never stayed there. He wandered around and continued to preach to the world and to the people who needed it most. She discussed how she had gifts that God had given her. She could sing, she could play piano, she used to cook for the church, but she always had strongholds over her life like doing drugs and being not committed to the church because it would pull her away um 
And it also showed me like we were sitting in a place that was very different from where I started out. The other place was just, it was like clean, nice, spotless. It looked like it was just down on HGTV. And then we go to this new place in the deli and it was a completely different world. There were drug dealers coming in and out. There were corrupted cops that you can literally see handing the drug dealers. Yeah, it was wild. And so, um, so I'm just sitting there observing and she just kept saying like, God brought you to these two spaces so you can see the differences in life. Um, and again, this has never happened to me before. And God was just so blatantly like just in that space that we prayed, we talked, we found out more about each other. She had seven children um, that she was disconnected with. And so it was just a beautiful experience to see that someone who had such strong obstacles in her life that she was still able to see the greatness and the goodness of God. Um, and so, and so then she got her food, she was eating. Okay. So I'm like, okay, girl, you just keep on eating. And we talked more about as while she was eating, I talked about my goals, my family, my relationship with God. And we played, we prayed like five, six times together, just sitting in that space. And this conversation was just a manifestation for the both of us that God sees our faithfulness and that he will bring people in our lives to tell us something that he wants us to hear and show that he recognizes our progress. Um, and mine just happened to be through a stranger named Carol. Can you go to the next slide? And so she got up and used the restroom, okay, right? So, cause she just got done eating good. She's like, all right, I have my orange juice. I'm feeling good. And she was carrying this she didn't have a wallet, she didn't, uh, she had one bag and she was carrying all of like her bus pass and this card. So she set this card on the table and she said, just read that for a moment because this is what keeps me going. I can only see the front side though, I can't see small letters. And so the front side of the card says, I'm always with you in huge letters. But then on the back side it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you to the end of the age. And it was just like, God was telling me exactly what I need to do. He was telling me that even though I didn't know how to explain my testimony for a while and for a long time, and I didn't understand why I had to go through what I had to go through to get to here, that my testimony makes a difference in other people's lives. And that is what discipleship is about, is telling how good God is in your own life and how he can make you go through anything and you can be on the other side. Even through Carol's very different life and even through my very different life, we connected. She saw something in me and I trusted something in her to go up to a random deli with drug dealers, but God cover us. Even a drug dealer came in, people who, a person who used to sell her drugs. She was so powerful in her faith that he still asked her to pray for his dad because his dad was sick. And so it was just a light to my soul that when you see something different and you stand out, you can tell when someone is blessed and when they're highly favored and when they're covered with the blood. And God will make it apparent to you too. Um, so he told me what my gift was. My gift is my testimony. I don't need anything else. 
and I should be able to willingly spread that and be able to willingly tell people and I shouldn't be ashamed of all that I've been through. Um, so he answered that the last, thank you. <laughs> um, he answered that the very last week I was leaving the internship and he did so with Carol. And um, I just appreciate her being so bold to come and ask for a sandwich because I know being 60 years old and not knowing what's next is very difficult. Um, and so we just continue to pray that she didn't have to stay where she was staying, that she would get a home, that she would get a bed, that she would get a warm meal every night. And I've continued to pray for her every single day since I've left her at the housing place that she was going to see if they could get her a shelter. So I pray that she is sleeping in a warm bed right now. She got a bucket full of clothes, a big old happy belly, and that she would be able just to find her space again and have the Lord cover her in all that she does. Um, okay, so that's my first story. Can you go to the next slide, please? Okay, so the second half is the uh, verse 16. So watch your life and your doctrine closely preserving them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. So Timothy is here to evaluate his life and his teachings because both are essential to effective ministry. Can you go to the next slide? Thank you. Um, and the ability to understand, teach, and live out the truths of the gospel are essential to all Christian leaders and the people in the spaces. Um, this is not about how Timothy earned his salvation because he was already saved by the faith in Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 9. But however, he could save lives of those of his church from the era of false teachings through his example and by the teachings of truth. Can you go to the next slide, please? Um, and so, again, why is this important to us? Um, because as caregivers or parents that are paying close attention to youth activities, so that you are kept from potential dangerous situations, we are to keep that kind of close watch on our lives and the gospel that we teach. Uh, we must continually be monitoring our lives and our teachings to see if they match the line with the scripture. And Paul is affirming that the saved do the work and the work will lead people who are witnessing to be saved and follow the same teachings and the same living of examples. And so this is my last story today, um, and then I'm done. That was pretty quick, but it's fine. Um, so I have a friend that lived in Atlanta, so it was about four hours away from the internship, and I drove there to go see her. And I met her back in 2017, and when we met, uh, she told me that she didn't believe in Christ. She didn't really believe in God. And I didn't really know what to kind of say because... The way I approach life, I'm always like, thank you, Jesus. I found a parking spot. Thank you, Jesus. You done got me a sandwich that was cooked right. I, so I'm that person that always shows up in that space. So she knew that I was a believer of Christ. Uh, but when she said that, I didn't know what doctrine I could tell her to teach her that this is how I live. I kind of just showed it. And I was in a mental space of I didn't feel loved at that time. I knew that God loved me and he was around, but I was really confused about why I wasn't blessed with a family that showed up the way God did here on earth. And so my doctrine was a little bit iffy. Um, and my teachings would have been a little bit iffy if I would have had that conversation with her then and there. And I don't think I would have explained the grace of God as much as, as best as I could and gave him the glory that he deserved at that time. 
And so as we were like driving around, it was the last, last day I was there. And we were looking at like $4.2 million homes. It was beautiful. I'm like, oh, I got to step my, my faith up because I need that. Um, but I just wanted to ask her, like, do you still not believe in God? Um, and she was just like, it's not that I don't believe that there's a higher power, but I don't believe in someone who says that this is good and this is bad. And you don't deserve this because you're bad. And this gave me the opportunity to tell her that I don't believe in a God like that. I don't believe that God doesn't support, quote, unquote, bad. He's there for the bad. He's there for the worst of the sinners. So picking and choosing is not something that God does. He loves all. He just wants you to come into his space and realize that he is the God that serves the goodness of you. um, And that he will place you on a path that is deserving. And... She said, oh, oh, that's, you know, that's nice. Thanks for giving me, you know, thanks for giving me that insight. And then she started saying that she does feel her intuition tell her when things are a little bit weird and when things are a little bit good, things are a little bit bad. And I'm like, oh, I call it the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm like, oh, that's just the Holy Spirit. And so... I feel like I didn't have that in me when I was talking to her in 2017. But in 2023, God gave me the words to show her just a glimpse of what it's like to live in this Christian life. To live under a God that loves you so much that regardless of what you do, he's always going to show up. Um, And so it was amazing just to share, like, why I move the way I move and why I show up in this world the way I show up. And it's because of God. Um, and it's because I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. Um, and so it gave her the opportunity to say, when I want to continue to explore my spirituality, I will come to you. I will have this conversation with you. And I feel that I'm able to hold my own because I'm able to speak to all that God has done for me. And I think that she'll realize, I know that she'll realize that God has done the same for her. And that's just not her intuition. That's the Holy Spirit. And so as I bring it back to these verses, it's like when you show up, make sure you show up correct. Because if you don't, it could be misconstrued and you're not giving people the insight to what God can actually do. So before you speak and before you do things, just realize that you are a representation of God and Jesus Christ and that you can make such a difference in people's lives. So when you go back to school, I'm going back to school too. I'm going to shine different. I'm going to present myself different because I am different. I stand out. And it's okay to do that. Um, So, you know, just keep moving different. And that's all I have today. Still morning. Good morning. 